No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Ahab seeks an alliance with Jehoshaphat against Syria. Jehoshaphat wants to seek God, but there are conflicting words from the prophets. Who is right? Who is wrong? We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Kings chapter 22 on Simply the Bible. When God says that he uses all things together for good, works all things together for good for those who love him and those who are the called according to his purpose, he means it. He can even use the devil to accomplish his purpose. As we see in the life of Job, where the Lord used Satan to test Job and to prove his faithfulness through terrible circumstances. But God can also use the devil to accomplish great havoc in the lives of those who hate him and those who don't keep his commandments, as we shall see today in 1 Kings chapter 22. Now three years passed without war between Syria and Israel. Then it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went down to visit the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said to his servants, Do you know that Ramoth in Gilead is ours? But we hesitate to take it out of the hand of the king of Syria. So he said to Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to fight at Ramoth Gilead? Now, Ahab had already had two run-ins with the king of Syria. This would now be the third. And Jehoshaphat came to visit Ahab, and we don't know really why. I mean, part of me thinks, Jehoshaphat, what's a good guy like you doing in a place like this? Because Jehoshaphat was a good king, and Ahab was a wicked king. But Ahab used this opportunity to try to grab Jehoshaphat and get him into his conflict because he realized that he needed help against the Syrians. Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. Also, Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, Please inquire for the word of the Lord today. Now, Jehoshaphat, as I said, was a good king, but he had one weakness, which was he tended to get involved with the wicked kings when really he would have been better to stay apart from them. We are told in 2 Corinthians 6.14, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Now clearly we live in this world and must do business with this world. Jesus prayed not that God would take us out of the world, but that he would keep us from evil. But we must be wise about not being unequally yoked together with unbelievers in such a way that their evil ways will drag us down or cause us to compromise our godly convictions. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And Ahab was certainly bad company. 
But Jehoshaphat had a great strength also. As we see here, he said, please inquire for the word of the Lord today. Jehoshaphat realized that if he was going to go into war, he wasn't going to go into war unless God told him to. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said to them, Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to fight, or shall I refrain? So they said, Go up, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. Now these were probably prophets of the Lord, Yahweh, but only in name, because they weren't representing the Lord. They were claiming to, but weren't really giving the true word of the Lord. It's like they were telling Ahab lies, sweet little lies, just to appease him. And Jehoshaphat said, is there not still a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him? So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, there is one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say such things. So Jehoshaphat discerned that these prophets were not really truly prophets of the Lord and and wanted to find somebody else that he felt was genuinely giving the word of the Lord. And Ahab knew of this guy, Micaiah, but he also knew that every single time he spoke to Ahab, it was bad news. Now, by this, Ahab showed that He was more concerned about feeling good about himself than about knowing the truth, like so many people today. Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, Bring Micaiah, the son of Imlah, quickly. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, having put on their robes, sat each on his throne at a threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. Now Zedekiah, the son of Kenaanah, had made horns of iron for himself, and he said, Thus says the Lord, With these you shall gore the Syrians until they are destroyed. And all the prophets prophesied so, saying, Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the king's hand. So all the prophets were in union, and this one guy, Zedekiah, sort of an exhibitionist getting these iron horns and showing this is what you're going to do. You're going to gore them until they're dead, you know, sort of a dramatic presentation. But as I said, they were not speaking the true word of the Lord. And when a prophet does that, claims to be speaking for the Lord, but is not and giving a false prophecy, that's truly blasphemy against the Lord. And God does not like that. Then the messenger who had gone to call Micaiah spoke to him saying, Now listen, the words of the prophets with one accord encourage the king. Please let your word be like the word of one of them and speak encouragement. In other words, don't make any waves, Micaiah. But Micaiah replied, As the Lord lives, whatever the Lord says to me, that I will speak. And that's a true prophet of the Lord. You don't consider the face of the people that you're going to speak his word to. You just Focus on the face of the Lord and pleasing God in what you say. Then he came to the king and the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or shall we refrain? And he answered him, go and prosper for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. 
So the king said to him, How many times shall I make you swear that you tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? So Micaiah answered Ahab sarcastically in such a way that Ahab knew that he wasn't giving a legitimate prophecy. And he probably never did tell Micaiah to swear to tell him nothing but the truth since he had already said that Micaiah always spoke uh, evil about him. But Ahab wanted to save face before Jehoshaphat and so he made it seem like he cared about the truth. Then he said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let each return to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you he would not prophesy good concerning me but evil? So Micaiah has a vision here of the sheep without a shepherd, namely Ahab, who would have been their shepherd, a leader, and them just being scattered, going home in peace, not being attacked and killed by the enemy, but just simply going home. And we see Ahab's complete disregard. He doesn't care about what the prophecy is saying, warning him against going against the Syrians. Instead, he just says, see, he always prophesies bad against me. Then Micaiah said, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the hosts of heaven standing by on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who will persuade Ahab to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, In what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours. And the Lord has declared disaster against you. This is an interesting insight into the workings of the spiritual realm. God will even use Satan and use demon spirits to accomplish his will this lying spirit would go forth and god would let it go forth in order to deceive ahab and bring him to his destruction why because ahab disregarded the lord and his word and violated god's commandments therefore this spirit would lie to him and take him down you see ahab had what we might call a deception addiction he had been deceived by false gods, idols, worshiping them rather than the living God. And it would be his addiction to deception that would ultimately take him down to destruction. Now, Zedekiah, the son of Canaanah, went near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, Which way did the Spirit from the Lord go from me to speak to you? And Micaiah said, Indeed, you shall see on that day when you go into an inner chamber to hide. So, Zedekiah claimed that he received his prophecy from the Lord and that Micaiah's prophecy was false, but the reverse was true. And false prophets abound today just as they did then. How can we discern the true from the false? Jesus said in Matthew 7, 15, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, 
but a bad tree bears bad fruit. And today, many people, churches and religions, claim to have the way of salvation and eternal life. Some even sound Christian, but are they teaching the pure truth of the Word of God? Are they content to let you come to faith in Jesus Christ by simply hearing and believing His Word? Or do you have to read their materials, subscribe to their teachings, and belong to their organization? Moreover, what are the fruits of the people who are the leaders, teachers, and prophets? Do they manifest the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Or are they greedy for money, sexually immoral, proud, and controlling? As sheep ourselves, we must be wise and always be on the lookout for wolves wearing wool. So the king of Israel said, Take Micaiah and return him to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, Thus says the king, Put this fellow in prison and feed him with bread of affliction and water of affliction until I come in peace. But Micaiah said, If you ever return in peace, the Lord has not spoken by me. And he said, Take heed, all you people. Rather than repenting as he had done previously, Ahab was now hardened in his sin to the point of insensibility. Micah called on all present to remember his words, for they would prove that the Lord had spoken through him, that he was a true prophet of God when they came to pass. You know, people can argue about doctrine. They can claim that some prophecies are true and some are false. But the ultimate test is does it come to pass? You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where Ahab is randomly shot with an arrow in battle and dies. But is it really random? We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.